You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. on this fine Friday. It's a long weekend too, A.B. I kind of forgot about that in honor of our dear friend Andy Petrillo on this fine day. Leaf Lunch is brought yes. to you by 2for1pizza.com. Try 2for1pizza's new goat pizza with goat cheese and mozzarella, crispy bacon strips, and red onion finished with their delicious balsamic glaze. Visit 2for1pizza.com. Okay, Jim Ralph will join us in a moment. Has been on a little bit later to help us tee up the Habs versus Leafs game on Saturday night, but some updates coming out of practice right now, A.B. Yes, first of all, shout-out to Lori Thompson, who uh, requested the Debbie Deb for us. So oh, nice. You you ask and you shall receive. I was in a good mood today, so I was like, yeah, let's get some Debbie Deb to go into uh, the final hour of the week, and I think it, it kicked off the show pretty well. Um, so shout-out to you, Lori. Thank you, because now I'm in a good mood. Uh, yes, yeah, some practice updates today. Um, so Samsonov was not present. So we, we saw just as we were getting on the show that uh, it was tweeted out that Ilya Samsonov wasn't present, and I guess he did not get there at some point. I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb, and, and like I'm not worried about this. Like It very well could just be a, a rest day for him, and they just didn't want to get him out there. Like He's played a lot of hockey recently, and um, I know they've kind of just been off for a little bit, but... Maybe it was a scheduled rest day for him. So Joe Wall was considered the goaltender today at practice. I wonder if that does mean that they could be going with Wall in the game tomorrow, or maybe they've given Samsonov the night off because he's going to be the goaltender. Like, how do you do? You read anything into Samsonov not being at practice today? Like, I, I don't know. Um. Well, to be honest, the only thing that like makes me raise an eyebrow at it is the fact that they had an off day yesterday. Right, and they have played, like, three games in the month of February. Yeah, so if he'd been playing, he played a lot earlier, like, ahead of the All-Star break, but the the fact that they had a day off yesterday is a little weird to me, if I'm being honest. Well, I'm sure the next, uh, within this next hour, I believe, Keith will be speaking and We'll get uh, we'll we'll probably get an understanding of what the status is there. So we'll keep you updated on the Samsonov situation. Um, yeah. Not panicking quite yet. If it turns out there's a situation there, well, now all of a sudden there's uh, a different conversation to be had. The only are you other... a little sad about this? Oh, I'm. We're about to say the same thing. Go we ahead, King. Are. Rattle the... it off. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference in the lineup from uh, Wednesday is uh, looks like Justin Hall will check back into the game as uh, he is currently on a third pair with Sandine and Timmins skated as an extra today. So it appears that, uh, yeah, it looks like Sheldon Keefe didn't take anything out of the game against Chicago for Timmins because he's putting Hall right back in there. And, and I, I, I did expect when Hall came back in to be inserted onto the third pair. I did expect that to happen. So and he's probably more properly slotted there. Plus, I think I want to give Lilligren a run in the top four and see if he can do that. So... I mean, if this is probably if they don't make a move at the deadline to improve the blue line, this is probably the blue line that you're looking at come game one of the playoffs. Yeah, Riley, are, are, Riley Brody, Gio Lilligren, Sandine Hall. How, how do you feel about that? Like I, 
I, I think it's possible. Like, Are you sad possible. about Connor Timmons not getting another sniff? Like, I, I, it feels like, um, like I heard Jonas on on the Leaf Report say this morning. He does not think our buddy Jonas Siegel does not think that Connor Timmons will be a part of this this lineup, the equation for this lineup in the playoffs. Do you agree with that? Uh, fully healthy, probably not. Yeah, I, I also agree yeah. with that. Like, like who's he gonna play over? I know that's what I'm just thinking. Like, I, sometimes I think he might. <laughs> play over Hall, but I, I feel like that's... You gotta say something like that. You gotta say it more confidence, Julia. I can't, you can't say it with more confidence. more confidence. But I, I feel sometimes that way, that sometimes I prefer Timmons over Hall. Why, but that why just feels feel like egregious. That? Well, it feels like he has maybe more upside. I, I mean, the thing is, like, you need... If you're not gonna do anything at the deadline, like, if you don't bring in that Jake Muslim replacement, you kinda need Hall in the lineup. Like, yeah. he, he at least, like, he plays heavy penalty kill minutes. He plays that... <sighs> Like, he's not a rugged defenseman, but he's at least a big body back there, and he does make the attempt to clear out guys in front of the net most nights. Like, I'm not just not sure exactly if, if Connor Timmins is going he's to do that for you. He's not a rugged defenseman, like he's, but he's that's our what I mean. Justin Hall. Yeah, I know what you mean. Let, let's see what Jim Ralph thinks. Uh, is he on the phone right now? Oh, sorry, I see him talking to Nick. We'll bring him up and bring him in in a second and see what he thinks. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the principle of it, AB, the fact that Connor Timmons has what? Uh, I don't want to rattle it off and I don't know the numbers exactly, but it seems like every time he's in, he puts up a point or a goal. So he's it's got it's, 13 points in 19 games of the Leafs. Here's the question. Did did he give Sheldon Keefe a reason on Wednesday night? No, he didn't. He did so, not give him a reason. So, so that's what's a little bit peculiar, peculiar to me. And with that, let's bring in Jim Ralph, uh, our TSN 1050 Leafs color analyst. And, and Jim, we're just talking about uh, the Leafs blue line, and we're looking at the practice lineups, and it looks like Sheldon Keefe has elected to put Justin, uh, Justin Hall back in, in in favor of Connor Timmons. What are your thoughts there? Connor Timmons is kind of an interesting character to me. They just re-signed him, and he's part of their future plans, obviously, but but he's just like starting to be kind of an NHL player again. And yet every time he gets into the lineup, he puts up points. So he's kind of just an interesting situation to me right now. Yeah, I mean, you certainly couldn't ask anything more from him when he's been in. Um, but I think it does uh, – I think one of the reasons you put him in is you don't want anybody sitting out that long. Um, I think you've – if you have depth, that's great, but you've got to keep everybody involved and and ready to go. So I, I think it's unfortunately one of those things that whether he was whether he scored or whether he was minus four, it was probably going to be you know that one game to decide him in and get him going. But um, you never know. And two weeks from now, he could be a regular. So as we look at the practice lines today, Jim, we've got. Riley Brody, Gio Lilligren, and Sandine Hall. If they don't make an addition at the deadline, one would presume that this is probably what you're looking at in terms of your top six guys heading into the playoffs. Is this a group that you feel comfortable with heading into uh, heading into the playoffs with Stanley Cup aspirations? Yeah, I mean, I think every everybody, Mikey, looks for the same thing at the deadline, which is... You know, if you can get a top six forward or you can get depth on the blue line or add toughness or character, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think you're going to make a deal uh, to get a top four guy, you know, unless you think uh, you can somehow get the Chikrin out of Arizona. But it's um, so I, I think especially the top four, you're going to have to say this is this is probably what you're going to get, barring some sort of blockbuster deal somewhere. And, you know, maybe add uh, Zach Bogosian type, uh, Roman Polak type, uh, is a depth guy, but um, I, I don't know if you're you're going to get that 
a stud in a in a trade, and, and that includes somebody like William Carlson or uh, Eric Carlson as well. So I think I think you've got to be comfortable with it and and be happy with the fact that overall, as a five man unit, this team seems to be better than they were last year. With Jim Ralph right now, TSN 1050 Leafs color analyst. Uh, we haven't heard you, we haven't talked to you rather, since we heard Kyle Dubas talk last week ahead of the trade deadline. The only position he said he wasn't interested in upgrading was between the pipes, goaltenders. Matt Murray still out with that ankle injury. We saw him getting some work in ahead of practice today. Samsonov also curiously not at practice today and we're waiting patiently to hear from Sheldon Keefe on that but were you what was your initial thought when you heard Kyle Dubas say that he wasn't at all looking at the goaltending position it seems it seems uh like they should be comfortable with the duo that they have but but injuries make things uh, a little dicey yeah you know I'd like to see Joe I'd like to see Joe Wall maybe get a few more starts um and and see if he can you know sort of take that next step um, unfortunately, they weren't very good in front of him, giving up 40 shots and the, uh, the amount of scoring chances against Columbus in the start that he got. Um, so he'd be one guy that I, you know, I, I think when Kyle Dubas is assessing that, I think Joseph Wall comes into that as, as a big part of the picture. And, um, you know, we'll see if he can get a few more games in before Matt Murray comes back. But, but again, I, I think you look around the league and you say, okay, what's available? And, and what would be considered a substantial upgrade? And, and again, um, you know, the, the Leafs aren't the only team, uh, you know, that's, that might be playoff bound that is um, maybe have some question marks and goals. So it's, um, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd like to see more from Joe Wall before he said, you know what, do you, you need to get some more depth or something. I, I, obviously, you're not going to trade for a starter anywhere. And, and obviously, if you get Tampa in the first round, I don't care who you get. You've got the second best goal in a playoff series. So. Um, I can see why Cal Dubas has, um, you know, steered away from the conversation of, of adding anyone between the pipes. Well, I almost wonder if, too, he looks at it and he's liked what he's seen out of Ilya Samsonov enough to say, regardless, like, I mean, if if he gets injured, the team might be screwed anyways. But assuming, like, Ilya Samsonov <laughs> could play a seven-game series, he feels comfortable that this guy, he can get it done, and you just really hold the rosary beads and pray that he does stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I I think it's positive with with Murray being out and Samsonov getting a string of games um, because sort of my my worry when you start going with the two goalie system, um, you know, which is I think what the thought was at the start of the season that they pretty much split it, is that now you've got to force a guy to play every second night um, in a playoff series or hope he can play every second night when he hasn't done it all season. So, um, you know, I like the fact that maybe the silver lining in the cloud was. That the you know Samson has emerged as a guy that, that could possibly you know be a down the road a fifty sixty game guy. Now of course he's an unrestricted free agent after the season, but at least um, it was an opportunity to see that he could he could run with it with uh, with multiple starts consecutive starts. With Jim Ralph right now, uh, color analyst for the Leafs on TSN 1050 and, and trade deadline coming in hot March third. Jim, what are your thoughts on the spot the Leafs need to improve the most ahead of the deadline. We haven't heard your take on it on this show yet. Uh, I mean, if, if you could ever get a top six forward, you know, whether it's to plug in with uh, with Marner and Tavares or, um, you know, somebody to uh, to make that splash. Although, you know, having conversations with other people, you try to come up with 
those big name splashes of the trade deadline that have worked over the years um, yeah. as far as delivering the championship. And, and I mean, you can go from Jerome McGinley to Yarmer Yager to Rick Nash to, to so many guys that you thought were, you know, going to be significant moves and, and haven't resulted in championships. So um, I do think that is, you know, one thing where, you know, sometimes it's that Nick Paul trade that adds, um, you know, a little bit of scoring in the third line and, and some character and a guy that's going to battle. So, it, uh, you know, it would be great to get a top six guy, but, um, you know, you, you might be looking more to get a, a character guy and, and somebody that's going to embrace whatever role you give him, whether it's on the third or fourth line. Well, at least an interesting conversation that Julian and I were having ahead of the show today, talking about the, the depth on the team and, and whether or not we felt that the team's depth was better this season or last season. How would you look at it and compare the two? Uh, I, I would say I like the third line, Mikey, better than we've seen. I, I thought they had some really good strikes when it was Camp, Bangball, and Kerfoot on the third line, um, You know where they generated some scoring opportunities. Not a lot of finish, but um, you know played a lot of heavy minutes in the offensive zone, which is what I think you're, you're looking for. I'd, I'd say right now the fourth line is the one um, where there, you still feel there might be a piece um, missing. And, you know, it sounds like that might be the easiest position to train for. But, um, you know, to find that uh, consistency uh, when you get into the postseason, I think is important. Holmberg, I, I'd really like centering the fourth line. But uh, there's there seems to be, you know, through injuries and everything else, a, kind of a, a revolving audition for, for who the winners are going to be in the fourth line. Aston Reese has had some good moments. But, boy, we've seen a lot of guys try out, and nothing's really stuck. Is there a certain type of player you think that would work best on the fourth line, whether that's one of these, uh, Julia likes to call them the dudes, the the McMahons, the Andersons, Zach Gasson, Reese, maybe even Matthew Nyes can come in and fill a role like that. But is there a, a certain like prototype of a player you think that the Maple Leafs could kind of target and, and put uh, on that fourth line to, to have some success? Well, how does Corey Perry sound? Pretty good. Yeah, well, Except he always loses in the final. It's it's bad juju. I don't know. What do you mean? You want to stay with that? We certainly take a trip to the finals to find out. Though, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's just so many curses on the Leafs. I don't know if they need another one right now. <laughs> in conversation with Jim Ralph. Um, Jim, I'm curious uh, to get your thoughts on Morgan Riley. Currently on a five-game point streak. How big of a boost is this for the Maple Leafs now that he's kind of getting his game back in order down the stretch here after a so-so first half? Yeah, I think it's good. And, I mean, you know, the Leafs got so much credit with how well they played defensively with with all the injuries, not only Riley, but, um, you know, T.J. Brody and losing Jake Muzzin early on. Um, And then, you know, we talked about that eventually uh, you're going to get everybody back and there's going to be a little – uh, slip in their play, which there was. And unfortunately, Riley uh, unjustly took a lot of heat for that. But I think, uh, you know, especially in the power play, Mikey, I think if uh, if you can get that confidence going offensively for Morgan Riley and, and um, you know, I, I think the the power play is going to reap uh, huge rewards from it. But, you know, he's, he's one of your top defensemen and, um, you know, he's going to be as important as anybody else going forward. 
Yeah, the power play is kind of interesting to me because it's one thing that we we always sing about during the season and it always has a couple little dips and we all hold our breath and get worried. And then the past couple of years in the playoffs, it's kind of gone quiet. Do, do you have concerns about that potentially happening this, this postseason again? And is there anything that Leafs could do to avoid that right now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's funny when you watch Tampa or you watch Boston or Colorado in the power play and you go, man, how do they find the seams so easily, you know? And, um, you know, the Leafs don't seem to be quite uh, at that level, you know, despite the talent that they've got up front. But it's, um, you know, it's like anything else. You know, you get into the postseason and, and checking's tighter and, you know, you go back to game one against Tampa last year. They've got a, a five-minute power play to start the game and, and unable to cash in on. So I'm, I'm not too concerned, Julie, that the numbers drop a little bit in the postseason, um, although you'd like to see it maybe a little bit better in a game seven. And we've seen it over the years. Yeah, that's definitely been uh, a big problem of late. Hey, Ralphie, I uh, I actually am going to be. I heard that you emceed Darren Pang's wedding once upon a time. Panger was sharing that story on uh, on Overdrive, and I'm going to have to get some tips from you because I'm I'll be emceeing the Grappler's wedding in May. Actually, I believe. Oh, I What's, didn't know uh, that. You got yeah. This is actually new information. This is I didn't realize you got news. the call. Breaking news. <laughs> a couple news. of days ago, somewhat breaking news. What uh, what advice would you give to to someone when it comes to emceeing a wedding? Well, first of all, uh, I think I signed something for Darren Pang when he was a teenager. So I don't I don't recall ever going to his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He said that you guys are talking. No, oh, no, I know. No, we, Panger and I've known each other for oh, way too many years. The uh, and, and it was actually that was sort of one of my first speaking gigs was his wedding. I think Steve Eiserman was the best man. They had a pretty good, uh, pretty good list of guys for um, you know a diminutive goaltender that was uh, getting married <laughs> in Ottawa. But the uh, yeah, I, if you want to get out of it, just ask what's in the budget. What's in the budget? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've got a large fee. It's a speaking fee. Yeah. No, I'm excited man. for it. Yeah, if you want to get out of it, just throw that line in. Just say you're happy I'm... to do it, but what's in the budget? And find <laughs> out what the band, find out what the DJ's getting too. All right, I'll uh, write writing that down now. What's in the budget? All right, Ralphie, appreciate it uh, as always. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. All right, thanks, Mikey. Thanks, Julia. All right, there he goes. Jimmy Ralph, always a great character, that guy. Yeah, there's, seriously. Th- there's I didn't nobody... realize he got the MC call. Yeah, it's a couple days news. ago he called me. Yeah. But we Jimmy... talked for like eight hours a day, and I didn't hear this information. Literally, I think like yesterday or the day before. So like, this is very, very new news. But um, there's nobody who loves a good stop and chat up in the press box more than Jim Ralph. Let me tell oh, you yeah? that. I walk in there, and right away, it's like, hey, Mikey, Bo, and, like, just right away, we get into a full-blown 25-minute stop and chat before I even get to my seat. It's just me and Ralphie catch up, what's going on in the world, what do we think is happening. Like, I don't think there's anybody else that I've had more conversation with up in that press box than one Jim Ralph. That is awesome. You love a good stop. I like the Mikey, too. There's not that many people that get give you the Mikey. Yeah, he's one of the very few where I do get the Mikey. Uh, I, I do get that. Producer Nick, he's known me for a long time. He'll he'll shoot me a Mikey every now and then. I yeah. I, the problem with Mike, like, do you remember the show Recess? Yes. 
So Mikey, Who's Mikey I, on recess. He was the the big fella, the big blonde fella, and that's why. Oh, you don't why, look like, anything like this guy. No, I don't look like him, but it's like Mikey, and like that's what I always associated with. Is like, is it because I'm a large fella that you gotta call me Mikey here? Come oh on my now. gosh, you're Come so on funny. Now. I don't I remember know. this character that much, and I really liked that show. Really? Oh, he was like one of the main characters. Yeah, like he's part of the show. group here. Yeah, I was. Uh, I remember every day of getting home from school, watching that. I think it was like yeah, four fifty. I think it was on at on the ye old Disney Channel or the Family Channel back in the oh, day. Oh yeah, us peasants with the Family Channel. We got all the Disney shows. I wanted Disney Channel so bad. Speaking of, actually, do you see that they're coming out with a new like Life with Derek spinoff movie? With, no. Like, the kid? Yeah, like Derek's son. Anyway, that is weird. Off topic. Yeah, no, I saw it. It's been all over TikTok. Just like pr- promoting the show and whatnot. Interesting. So. Life with Derek, kind of weird in retrospect. Like they were step siblings and they definitely like had a weird thing going. <laughs> there was something <laughs> weird going on there. <laughs> it, it was very weird. The, the, um, the actress, though, of, of Casey was interesting. I uh, I served her once when I was I was no. at the casino. Yeah, no, I served her. You so buried that lead. Are they Canadian? Uh, I believe so. Like, it's a Canadian show. Yeah, like, they even like use, it's a like, family Canadian channel money. show, isn't it? Yeah. Not yeah. a Disney one? Yeah. yeah. Like, even like when they were exchanging money in the show, like, it was Canadian colorful money as props. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, like, American props. Like, they lived in, like, Windsor was their the hometown of, of the show, I believe. Windsor, uh, when I was time. like, <laughs> that's so funny if that's the case. Because Windsor, when I was growing up in Thunder Bay, might as well have been like anywhere in America. Like I wouldn't have identified Windsor as even Canadian as a child, which is so sad. Yeah, I don't know if I went to Windsor a whole lot. I've been there a couple times. I went, uh, actually, I went to a Spitfires game. I had a buddy who worked for the team, so I went and I watched the Spitties play. That was back when Nick Suzuki was a prospect with them. Uh, this is the first time I laid my eyes on Nick Suzuki, and I said, that's a good player. Yeah, I like that he's pretty guy. good. This him and uh, was Petrus Palmu. Was that uh, is that the name of? It was uh, like a little Finnish guy. He was so skilled. I think he was like a six round draft pick in the NHL, but never. I don't think he crossed the pond and had much success. Yeah. Um, but those two together, I remember in junior, were just electric, electric That's players. Awesome. Yeah. I'm having an extremely Julia moment right now. I was trying to remember the girl character from Derek, Life with Derek. So I put in, then I Casey. found her name. It's Casey McDonald. I couldn't figure out mm-hmm. her last name, though. So I Googled Casey McDonald, expecting to see a whole bunch of information on Life with Derek. Is it no. Ashley Leggett? That's her, her actual name, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm like on the Elite Prospects page of some Casey McDonald that currently plays in the NCAA, assistant captain <laughs> of the Fargo Fort. Like, that's where that's where my computer takes me, so... Shout out to my computer for knowing me, at least. And my yep. 90% of my Google searches that wind up on Elite Prospects or Hockey TV. The, uh, when we did the Love is Blind thing a couple of days ago, the amount of rabbit holes I found myself in, like, I, I have so much information on players that I should not have anymore. I know. Uh, I'm so bad at research sometimes. Like tonight, I've got the Sarnia Sting and the London Knights, and I get on one player. But then, and I write down a little note. All I really need is a couple notes on on each player, or so because I'm hosting, right? So I just pass along a few interesting nuggets on on each tidbit and let Craig and Carlo do all the really in depth analysis. However, my tendency to fall down a rabbit hole when I get to one player and I'm like, wait, they played on this team, and then I click on the roster and I'm like, whoa, 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 they were on this team and they won this many playoff games, and then I'm like, wait a second, now I'm down the hole on the Sarnia Sting from 2005. 
but I have yeah. yet to get the second player on my list that I need yep. to research. Like, it is a really slippery slope that you can go down. Oh, yeah. uh, like, my elite prospect rabbit holes might be worse than my YouTube rabbit holes. So I realized recently, though, that elite prospects, you don't have to, like, pay to do multiple streams. No. It's was... so rude. I just started paying for it and with great disdain. However, <laughs> it does open up a lot of... Um, like, you get to see all the player connection. It does have some cool features once you actually pay for it. And it's funny that you say that, because, A.B., I'm not joking, in the last two weeks, I've pulled the trigger and been like, ugh. Because I got the, for the first time ever in my life, I got that you've visited this page too many times. So that's what happened to me when I was doing the Leafs Love is Blind thing, when, again, I ended up going down every rabbit hole, opened up a billion different pages, and then it's like, you've reached your limit. And I'm like, when did this ah! become a thing on Elite Prospects? Right? I was <laughs> yeah. so jarred by it. Yeah, so I had to start paying for it, and I'm not that mad about it. Ooh, we've got a little uh, update on uh, yeah. on Ilya Samsonov. And, and well, his... why don't why don't we take a break and then cool. we get an update on the other side? So there is an Let's update. Sheldon Keefe has spoke, and uh, we'll tell you about that on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tashieri. We got Tessa Padum coming up next as well uh, here on Leafs Lunch. You're listening to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Now, back to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Welcome back, Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Julia Tashiri and Mike DiStefano with you. The Leafs have the Habs tomorrow night. We're going to have Tessa Badam on in the next couple minutes. Habs on TSN host. But for now, it sounds like the Leafs are off the ice at practice. A practice which Samsonov did not attend. And the news has come out mm. that he's apparently dealing with an illness of sorts, A.B. Sheldon Keefe's is Matt Murray's. Yeah, boo, boo. We also got a Matt Murray update that I... Kind of spoiled, but we'll continue on with uh, our Samsonov update. Just just dealing with an illness. So the starter tomorrow versus the Canadians is still up for up for discussion, but there is a Matt Murray update as well, AB. Yeah, so with, with Samsonov, it sounds like it was closer to, uh, to, to Roberto Luongo. Yeah. Okay. Closer to a Bobby Lou. So we can't I think assume we right that it's a cold or, or a flu, but but anyways, yeah. Well, mispractice due to an illness, eh? so we'll we'll see exactly what what that means. If that means Joe Wall's got to come in and play tomorrow, then uh, then Joe Wall, I think, would be ready for it. And I, I want to see Joe Wall play. But like we were talking about this a moment ago with with uh, Jim Ralph, and you know, you don't know what to expect out of Matt Murray. Like, the, there's still no timeline on him, according to Sheldon Keefe. He's progressing, but still no timeline for Matt Murray. And, and that's not – that's that's no, it's, it's somewhat concerning. Like, the fact that he had a random flare-up just ahead of that game against Ottawa, and it's been now, what, two weeks since that game? Three, two, three, two weeks, I think it was. Yeah, and now we're sitting was. here three weeks maybe even since that game. And uh, there's still no timeline. On that, so it's like, what's going on here? What is going on with Matt Murray? And like, is this something that could flare up again? So if that's the case, you got to figure out real, real quick. Like, how comfortable are you if you have to play Joe Wall in in 
semi-meaningful games, whether that's games down the stretch where you're jockeying with position with Tampa Bay in, in order to see who could get that home ice advantage, or whether, you know, I guess there's a possibility that if Murray's not good to go in the playoffs and Samsonov, you know, something, you know, an illness pops up or he gets an injury himself, now Joe Wall's your guy. So I think the Maple Leafs have to figure it out pretty quickly ahead of the deadline, like, how comfortable are we with this kid? I give him a couple of starts between now and March 3rd. Yeah, I don't think we got a feel for him really at all in that first start that he got. He didn't get any help all. from the team. Like, oh, they're brutal. He's been good in the AHL, so I- I'd like to get a little bit more of a look at him as well. We- we've talked so much about how goaltending is so unpredictable and just strange things happen all the time. You see young guys go on runs in the playoffs. You see... You see Jacob Markstrom, one of the best goalies in the world. Like, yeah. like Vesna contender last year. He was a finalist last year, and this year he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth in, in Calgary. So goaltending, a strange situation, but but strange also is hearing no timeline for, for Matt Murray's return. Like that, that, to me, is a little concerning. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what I mean when when I talk about Matt Murray and and the yeah. you know health situation. You just don't know exactly what you're going to get. How long is he going to be out for? I I don't know. I don't know. But that's certainly something that to hear Sheldon Keith a week ago say, yeah, we're looking to upgrade forward and and depth. Pretty much everything outside of the goaltending position is up up for debate. And then you know we still don't even have a timeline for Matt Murray three weeks after that ankle injury is. It is concerning. I, I agree. Yeah. So and I don't know. We've seen him on the ice a few times. It was it was injured originally. He was this on, morning. He was, he was on on the ice this yeah, morning. So like January twenty seventh. He was on ahead of practice today. So so we see him out there and he's putting in work. But but, but isn't that confusing? Isn't that what's Extreme. confusing? Like yeah, we've heard from like we've heard Noodles saying. We've heard other people say. Someone texts us. Don't forget about Shalgren. I, I noticed that he was first star of the game the other day for the Marlies. So I, yeah. that's a good point. Shalgren Shalgren played a lot of games for the Leafs last year. A lot more than I even remember. Whenever I looked at okay, his numbers, but, I'm always shocked by it. But anyways, I, I, well, if Shalgren's your 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 goaltender in the playoffs, like you're not feeling good about it still. Like no, it's I, the I same scenario. Think... It's not exactly. ideal. But I, I just was giving some respect to our Swedish prince who. Who put in some good <laughs> minutes for the Leafs last year when, when things were uh, kind of and this year, Played like ten games this year earlier right. in the season when both right. those guys went down. Yeah, so either interesting way, scenario between the pipes for the Leafs. I, it, it is just like one of those situations. You mentioned the rosary and just like hanging onto the beads and hoping. I feel like that's the scenario. And, and and to be fair, I guess everyone's one. Every team in the NHL is one goalie injury or two goalie injuries away from a major issue. It just seems more ominous in Toronto as a result of these two guys' injury history. Yeah, well, that that's the problem. It's it's and it's more so Matt Murray, like Samsonov. Yeah. You know, the the he did have that injury earlier this season, which which he missed some time for. But it is mainly been Matt Murray. Like it's a guy who's missed like I think something around sixty to seventy percent of the games this season. Wow. Like it's 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 pretty pretty crazy how little hockey he's actually played um, over the course of the last three years. Sorry, I meant like his time in Ottawa and this season. So in the last like three years, how much time he's actually missed. Um, before we uh, before we get to uh, to test, do we want to do some leafies quickly, and then we can do tests on the other side? Because I think she's calling in in about eight or so minutes in a little bit. Do we want to do that? Yeah, or let's do that. Uh, okay, let's really quickly get to uh, get to some leafies. Honor, prestige, a celebration of the waitress tripped on the cord. Presenting. 
The Leafies, a celebration of leafness. What am I going to do with the award? Nothing. That's the least of my concerns right now. On TSN 1050, the Leafs live here. Okay, we'll hand out some Leafies on this fine Friday before we bring in Tessa Benham to tee up the Leafs-Habs game on Saturday night. We'll start with the Dougie, the best player of the week, A.B., and it was a short week, not much hockey played, but uh, who are we handing the Dougie out to this week? I think I give it to to Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy. I think like, uh, yes. he's, he's playing some really excellent hockey and had a three-point night the other day, scored a goal, uh, a couple of goals against um, the uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. They gave, what, four or five points this week, so... I think Bill Nylander certainly deserves uh, the credit. I still want to give him a lot of love for that Timmons goal. Like, I know Connor and Timmons technically were the guys who were considered the primary and the goal scorer, but, man, was that ever Connor Timmons who – or was that ever William Nylander who set that goal up? So I was was happy to see that. Yeah. Um, Okay, we teased this one earlier in the week. It did not count. The Kerfoot goal did not count, and boy, did Alex Kerfoot ever need a goal. But, man – who could we give the Sun Dean to, the player that made a game-changing dynamic play? And I know it didn't change the game because it didn't count, but Mitch Marner's magic on that disallowed Kerfoot goal was a thing of beauty, A.B. Yeah, it was peak that, magic, Mitch. Absolutely. So that's that's getting the Sun Dean. That's the game-changing dynamic play of the week. That was Mitch Marner. Unfortunately, well, that's the problem. Like, how game-changing was it considering the goal? Yeah. Go? But, but it was we'll just so omit beautiful. that part. Yeah, it was dynamic. It was a the most dynamic play of the week. I, I I'd have to say so. Absolutely. Yeah, we we even said like, does this qualify? Yeah, it qualifies, and it's actually gonna gonna win the game. Um, does this qualify? And then we remembered, ah, yes, this is our hypothetical game, and as yes. such, we yes. create the rules. Yes. Uh, the Carlisle, the Rhymer, the just okay player. Um, of the week, maybe Yarncroc is standing out to me because of that one really pizza-licious Domino's delivery mm. two-for-one pizza moment that he had uh, <laughs> the other night. But Yarncroc is a guy that that was brought in with some expectations, one of the very few guys that are signed beyond next year. Um, I think he's penciled in for that third line in the playoffs, and we've talked a little bit today about how the Leafs need more from their depth in the playoffs, and they need more from their depth lately in general, and I think Yarncroft is a guy that falls pretty comfortably into that just-okay category this week. As for the five, underrated player this week, give it to Morgan Riley. I think I don't know if okay. we've talked enough about about. You know Mo, what? But... He was getting dogged on heavy, so we should give him some love. He was, and he's quietly, I guess, on, on a five-game point streak, and um, got his first power play goal of uh, of the year earlier this week, so that was good. He's outscoring um, the opponents five to two when he's out there on the ice this week. Seventy percent expected goals for uh, for the Maple Leafs when he's out there. So you know him and TJ Brody getting back to being that top elite pair that we've known them to become over the last couple of years, and it seems like he's finally starting to get back on track, um, ready for him to have a, a big second half of the Maple Leafs because I think he needs it. Uh, in terms of the Wendell, who's the heart and soul guy for you? Mm. Is it Austin Matthews with the way that the team responded to having him in the lineup, with the way that he just immediately injected himself back in and got a very Austin Matthews-esque goal set up for an assist? Like, I, I think it's Austin Matthews, and, and maybe like Mitch Marner is often called the heartbeat of this team. He doesn't miss very much time, and I, I think that's true. But Austin Matthews is the big dog on this team. He sets the pace for, for what this team is doing on any given night. And uh, 
he did that this week with his return. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. The only other name that I'll say, and this is more for cheeky reasons, okay. Rasmus Sandin. Rasmus Sandin. Like, we've heard him. He's been a funny character over the last couple of you're days, right. throwing some chirps out to his teammates. And also, I mean, you know, when you're getting goals from the back end, it's definitely uh, a, a thing that's going to definitely amp up the, the boys, right? So maybe you could consider Rasmus Sandin. He's laid a couple of decent hits also this week. Yeah. So he wasn't a shy when it comes to uh, when it came to, to body contact, like some of the players are sometimes in this lineup. So I'll, I'll give him a little shout out as well. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. On the other side, I think Tessa Benum is going to call, so we'll catch up with uh, with Tessa and help tee up tomorrow night's game: Leafs and Habs. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano with Julia Tashier. You listen to Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. This is Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah, I get my weed from California. That's that. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah. Leafs Lunch is brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada. The perfect gift for any occasion for your chance to win a $100 Vanilla Visa prepaid card. Text the keyword lunch and your name to 105050. Standard text message rates apply. AB, are you there, buddy? I'm here. I, my Zoom is just on, uh, on the Okay, fence. don't worry. I'll take a picture to tweet out the face that you're currently frozen on. Thanks, Nick. Will you tweet it out from the Leafs Lunch 1050 account? Oh, God. Make sure I look pretty. No, he turned his camera off, and you unfroze. That was like one of the funniest frozen faces I oh, have no. ever seen. So I was, I was, I was really walking around slow. The Vanilla Visa prepaid card. One because I was going to start laughing, <laughs> and two because I wasn't even sure. Like I thought you were, I thought you were stressing. Like I thought you're, you're, we're from home today. Today, just to. Pull back the curtain to everyone that, that we're working from home, and I wasn't sure if his uh, his little setup was working, so I was on the edge of my seat. No, we're all good. We're all working. My internet, I don't understand why. I was talking about this with my sister yesterday, too. Like, when, when I'm, you know, visiting the family, and I'm back, like, the internet is so awful in this house. Now, I'm in a little, like, I'm basically Harry Potter down in the basement like a troll, so yeah. that could be the reason. Um, maybe there's the Wi-Fi signals don't get out here, but... I don't understand why this house, it's such an old house. I think the signal's literally just, it's so difficult to get in here. I, I honestly believe that is the case here. Oh, Chris. Like, is phone. that not the most memeable photo <laughs> you've ever seen in your life? You know what's funny? So I know exactly what happened there on that photo. So because we're at home, right? So I have my, this, whatever you want to call it, this whole, you know, rig here hooked up to my phone. That's how I'm able to talk to you guys and, and it hooks up and it goes and connects to the uh the the radio station so at that exact moment i guarantee you i looked at my phone and said eesh seven percent battery on my phone hopefully it doesn't die in the next 10 minutes before the show's <laughs> over that was probably the face that i made so if you want to do a caption that photo that's the real one maybe we can send out a little tweetsy and say Caption this photo, wrong answers only. Yeah. Maybe you could do that. I Can you get us a little caption contest going on the Leafs Lunch 1050 Twitter account, Chris? Or, or Nick, one of you two? Cause I, I got feel one. Like... I got Go one. I got one. Ready? Caption this. Yeah. And this makes no sense to anyone who's not looking at the picture right now. But it will if you go look at our Twitter at Leafs Lunch 1050 because it's going to be up there. Um, when Al's brother saw that Samsonov was not on the ice to start practice. Oh, Ooh. that is a good one. That is a good one. 
or anything to do with the goaltending situation. Anytime one of the Leafs beat reporters tweets something about one of the Leafs netminders, that is both of our faces. I got when uh, when Al's brother found out that Austin Matthews was going to be out for a minimum of three weeks. I went and did that face. That's... You did actually. Oh, but uh, they got through that. De- like, well, I was going to say they got through that decently well, but. I think they went like two or three or something like that. I could say this, though. Getting him back into the lineup and having him for this upcoming back-to-back this weekend, I think, is definitely, like, this seems way better when he's in the lineup. Like, remember there was that weird narrative just because they had a good record when he was out of the lineup? That oh, was like, yeah. Oh, you know, they seem to play better when he's not. No, that's not the case at all. Like, <laughs> It's not and, real. And, and I know I'm a big numbers guy and I look at the stats, but, like, ultimately, when you look at and you watch these games – when Austin Matthews is in the lineup for this team, they are just so much better and so much more enjoyable to watch. Like they may, their record may have been been better when he was out of the lineup, like over the course of the last few seasons. But man, is this team ever way more entertaining when he's there putting on a show? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I just said like he is the best player on the team, and the best player of the team is going to set the standard. Be the heartbeat. Like when Austin Matthews is in the lineup and, and playing like Austin Matthews, it, it is the definition of uh, of heartbeat for this Leaf team. He he sets the standard. You expecting him to show up tomorrow against Montreal? I, I think so, AB. Like after uh, Craig Button kind of had me fired up on yesterday when we had him on our show and uh, the night before when Jay had him on his show, like he he reminded me of of something that we're all kind of like blocking out right now because it was just the best thing ever, and it doesn't feel like it's going to happen this year. The back half of last season when he just popped off like a wild man, and it seemed like he was getting two or three goals and a couple assists like every single night in in the in the home stretch of last season and and beyond yeah. the home stretch because it was like the last. There's only 28 games left this season. It was like. 50 games left he was on this tear already Austin he was, last year yeah i think i like he was a, a goal per game player in the last like 35 games of the year i want to say okay a lot of multi-goal games like i remember looking into this when when he got hurt just thinking about okay what could the back half of the season look like for austin and there were a lot of multi-goal games that's one thing that austin hasn't done this year no but going into the back half the post all-star break that's what I kind of expect to see a lot more of. And he had, like, the goal that he scored the other night in, Col- in Columbus was very Austin Matthews-esque. It was so right? Austin. Like, that's that's exactly what we expect to see from him. So I, I think that he'll be able to to pick up right where he left off. I mean, before the injury, like, the guy was, was really starting to get going. I mean, what do you say having his last uh, little bit of games here? So prior to the injury, I think he had one, two, three, four, five, six goals in six games uh, prior to that injury and then came back against Chicago and, and put up two points, scored a beautiful goal. So, um, you know, the guy is starting to heat up a little bit here down the stretch, and that's a good sign if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and, you know, with this little break he had in between, maybe he's a little fresher, and he could be a dominant force come playoff time. And we're still waiting for him to go legend, right? Saw Connor McDavid do it last year. Yeah. We saw Nate McKinnon do it last year. Now we're waiting to see Austin Matthews do it. And could this be the season that it goes legend? It's It's got to be if the Maple Leafs want to do damage. Yeah, you're right. It, it is something that's just lacking from his resume. Like the 60-goal season last year, the 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 rocket, the heart. Like he, he's got it all, but he hasn't had that signature 
postseason performance that great players have to have in order to, to really fit themselves into that category. And boy, it would be nice if it happened in Toronto this postseason, AB. Like, it, it, it is time. It, it, your point about the injury and, and him coming back from it looking strong, though, is good. Like, that's how Craig got me so fired up and saying, remember when he took those couple days off and came back yep. had a couple really good games, and, and then he... Now- he Took the Britain All-Star, had the injury, now he's back, he looks good again. It's exciting. Yeah, four days off, though, and like three weeks off, I think is a little bit a little bit different. And I think even he said himself, totally. the, the second game back might be a little bit more difficult than the first. So we'll see how he looks in Montreal, and then having to go do a back-to-back cross-border travel. Um, we'll see how it ends up going. I think uh, we'll have the game here on TSN 1050, the Chicago game, 6 p.m. puck drop. And let me tell you how happy I am that the first Sunday post-football season – has a leaf game. That is all I've been asking for. It's all I've been asking for. Now it gives me something to do on Sunday. Um, I'll have a lot more freedom on my Sunday. So put a little Leafs game in there. We can come back Monday with a nice lots to talk about um, coming off of back-to-back. We'll be able to play stay or go. So it should uh, should be a good weekend. But I think the Maple Leafs do need to go two for two, pick, pick up a full four points in this one also. Uh, and we'll be smiling weekend. Monday. Yep. We no, will. we'll be smiling so, Tuesday. Oh, that's right. We don't have a show. Oh, yeah, no show on Monday, by the way. Family day. Yeah. Long weekend. We'll be back on, unless there's a trade. I think I heard if there's like a massive trade that goes down, yeah, maybe you can do something, but that's right. So we'll Chikrin be back on and Kane, the least confirmed. So we'll see Imagine. you Monday. <laughs> we'll be back Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, at, uh, at noon. Enjoy the games this weekend. Again, you can listen to Leafs and Hawks on TSN 1050, Puck Drop 6 p.m. on Sunday. If you missed any of today's game, you can find it on, uh, or today's show, you can find it on tsn1050.ca, the Auto Radio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Gameplay with Matt Koss coming up next.